What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 100.4. Yeah, 4. And we are continuing our playthrough of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Today I have with me Matt. Hello, guys. And, yeah. Last we left off, uh, we had uh, finished up the Water Temple. Uh, and, uh, we had to, uh, go to the well, uh, Navi kept telling us we need to check out the well. Uh, and, uh, you can't get into the well, um, as an adult, uh, so, because it's been locked off, it's been blocked off for years, so that means we have to do our first set of time traveling, we had to go back to the past and play as young Link, which is the well. We have to drain the well, basically. How much do we know about this time traveling? If I... Am I always going back to the same point in time? Or am I going back to a point in time that adds in what other whatever other time I've spent? Like Or like, would, would I stay infinitely young if I just kept going back to a particular moment? Or, like, if I go back and spend a week, then go back to the future, then go back to Young Link, has that week still happened? I think in Link's mind it has. Because things that you do, like items and your health, stay the same. But... I think he just time travels back to that day that Ganondorf runs after Zelda and Impa. So so then no time effectively passes. So he could just stay young infinitely? I mean, I guess. Interesting. I don't think it's ever explained. Because what happens if he gets locked up or something? for seven years and he's old Link on the Young Link's timeline can he still go back to Young Link or is he since he is Young Link he's lost his opportunity to go back I don't know I'm, I'm very intrigued by <laughs> by how this time travel works I don't think Nintendo th went that deep into it <laughs> but uh yeah so we have to go back play as young Link, uh, drain the well by basically playing the Song of Storms, 
which I had to get, which confused me a little bit because I felt like maybe I was losing time because I had gotten the Song of Storms before. I'm 100% sure I had, but I didn't have it. And I think, and I'm pretty sure this was that day that I left the 3DS on and it died and the whole game ended and I hadn't saved it in a little while. So I I had to I had to go back and reacquire the song before I could continue. Mm. So you had but to it go felt a little bit like deja vu. You had to go back to Adult Link, talk to the guy, learn the song, then go back as Young Link. Yep. Because see, all right, well, you want to talk about time stuff? Playing as Adult Link. You talk to the guy, and he says, there was a little boy who wrecked that stuff that day, and he's like, it was this song, and he teaches you the song. So, obviously, what we're about to do has already happened. Huh. Yeah, these loops, man, they get complicated. And uh, I was hoping that this was going to be some out-of-left-field explanation. And I could hold it up like 12 monkeys. Might not be my favorite time travel, uh, you know, rationale or set of rules. But the fact that it's so tight and so, like, different than kind of your standard time travel makes me love it. And I was I was hoping but absolutely not expecting that here. But, but the fact that there's kind of large questions I, I didn't know if they'd come up with some kind of out of left field like hand wavy type of explanation and it could ponder what it means for you know perpetually trapped link or eternally young link right yeah I don't know but uh yeah so uh we caused the windmill to go haywire uh by using the song of storms it drains the well and uh yeah now we can descend into the well uh this is once again like a, another one of those little mini dungeons kind of like yeah. the uh the ice cavern um this one's a little bit more extensive uh and, yeah, this, and has some of the key like the dungeon you know the dungeon details like the com- compass and the the map yeah the um i will say this one uh sucks <laughs> I kind I kind of hated this because the, this this little mini dungeon is all based on the lens of truth, which is the item that you get in this area, and the lens of truth is used to uh, basically see false things in the environment, particularly false walls, false floors, that kind of thing. Um, and this is all about accidentally falling. Because you couldn't see that, that that it looked like the floor, but it's actually not a floor. And you fall all the way down to the third floor, and they had to climb all the way back up. Uh, yeah, this was annoying. So the Lens of Truth um, is a magic item that allows us to see uh, the, the fake things in the world. Um, but it also requires us to have magic. Uh, so our magic bar will slowly decrease as we are using this. I say this because of something that happens in the Shadow Temple. Um, so we get the Lens of Truth that allows... Uh, in- interesting enemy that you fight right right before you get it? With all the hands coming out of the floor? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, there's that thing that like only comes out when you're trapped by the hand. Yeah. I I, I don't know. The whole, the whole thing was a little strange because I'm like it's like junior horror and you know, I got big fan of goosebumps in any kind of mid-grade horror, so I I kind of like this dungeon and the next dungeon a little bit for that sense. I'm like, "Oh, they've they've gone scary here or they're Nintendo's version of scary." Right. But uh yeah. Uh, the, it, that that's yeah that's the perfect example is that this is the horror themed dungeons which leads us to the shadow temple so after getting the lens of truth we then return back to the future um as adult link go back to kakariko village and we are met uh by sheik uh who tells us that um Or actually, no. The uh, the 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 village is on fire, isn't it? Uh. Or under attack. I can't remember. And needless to say, um, the monster that has been locked up in the the well uh, has been released and has went to the Shadow Temple. Where is the Shadow Temple? Well, in the graveyard, of course. So we, uh, now with our long shot, are able to reach uh, the entrance to the uh, to the Shadow Temple. And we proceed in. Now, the Shadow Temple uh, is the one strange temple that has very little backtracking... There's about two spots where you have to do backtracking. Yeah. It's mainly straightforward. But it's I thought both this temple and the next one were very strange coming after the water temple. How... They seem so much less convoluted. Yes. So but the water temple is the strange one out of this whole group, I feel like. Yeah. It just it, it feels like they they should have built up to that, and like that—that that should be like the last temple, the way it's laid out. Not necessarily, you know, story-wise or aesthetic-wise or anything like that. Right. Um, but yeah, the Shadow Temple doesn't have second and third floors. It's just one floor, but you got to go all the way through it. Yeah. Um. And uh, the item that you get in the Shadow Temple is the Hover Boots. Which is the worst item in the freaking game. I hate it. Yeah, I, I'm all for new ways to get to new areas, but man, sometimes when I want to stop by an edge, I don't want to continue unto, over the edge. <laughs> and that that certainly happened a couple of times throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, so the hover boots is basically an item that allows us to walk after you walk over a ledge for about two seconds, three seconds, something like that. And it allows us to reach um, farther ledges and stuff like that. Uh, the issue... Yeah. What? Uh, just like, they usually put that in as an imp impediment where instead of walking normally, now it's like you're slipping on ice. Like not, Now you get to do that 100% of the time with these boots on. Yeah. The the caveat is is that it's it's a slippery 
So you you can run, and if you stop, you don't do a dead stop. You kind of slide for a little while there. Which I guess makes sense, right? The idea is that you don't have the friction with the ground. Yeah. Like Marty McFly and his hoverboard. So, yeah. the, the I hate this item. <laughs> I don't like this dungeon. I prefer the water temple over this dungeon. Yeah, I, I absolutely did as well. I, I had a lot of respect for the water temple, even if it beat me on, on the 41st minute. But this one, I, I don't know. I, I also didn't try... I mean, I... I didn't go in using the guide, but I definitely didn't see how long I could not use it. I'm like, look, this is... I, I'm just going to use it when I need it. Yeah. And so, like, maybe it didn't have quite the magic because I wasn't figuring things out as on my own. I gave up easily when I when I felt like I was going to fail here, but I it just it didn't have that same allure, and it was... Just a bit more, like some of the rooms were a bit samey looking, and uh, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I definitely didn't. It's definitely my least favorite dungeon so far. Yeah, I, I, I just could not stand the whole. You got to make these precise jumps, and you know, it, it, it doesn't help that you don't have a camera control. You have to constantly, you know, keep recentering the camera, and yeah, yeah. Uh, the other issue is is that it requires to to see a lot of false stuff with the lens of truth, and about halfway through the dungeon, I ran out of magic, oh. and there was nothing that would drop magic for me. Yeah, so, it's usually enemies, right? That's what those little green bottles are. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, never dropped any, so I then had to warp back to the entrance of the dungeon, leave the dungeon. Go refill my mana, then go back into the dungeon. And I was like, I, I'm about, I'm about done with this. Yeah, I mean, in in concept, I like the, I like both of the items, and I like the way that they interact with each other. Because there was a number of times where, because uh, I, I knew I was going to run out of magic, so a lot of times I would turn the lens on just to see, and then turn it off immediately. Right? I assume that's how most people do it. Yeah, maybe, but you know, I so I had a lot of instances where I did that to see the next ledge, but then took my Indiana Jones style like leap of faith and just kind of walked out over nothing, knowing that two seconds later my hover was going to wear out, and then hoping that I was over the thing. I mean, only when it was obvious I would be, but but then hoping I'm on the ledge, even though you can't see it. So some of that. I thought was really cool when it worked. It's just that, you know, it, it's just that it didn't always work. And, you know, when there's, when there's things blowing me off of ledges and, um, you know, there's enough instances where it was frustrating that, uh, you know, that, 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 that whole value wasn't there. I, I, there were some parts again that I, I really really liked where you get to use both of these uh, kind of components together. But I also am not a huge fan of just bottomless pits because compared with the lack of control of the hover boots, I had to restart this dungeon at least four or five times. 
I mean, not to the point where it was game breaking, but yeah. there was definitely a number of times where I just fell into pits or I touched a spike and then all of a sudden Link jumps like four feet to the right and ends up in a pit or, yeah. you know, or, or one of the big skeletons hit me and knocked me into a pit. And I was just like, all right, come on, I have to go through this whole thing again or half a thing again. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I was a little up and down. I didn't. Like, I didn't hate it. I definitely got frustrated, but I definitely had some pretty cool moments as well. So, pretty uneven for me. Yep. Um, the um, boss of this dungeon is uh, Bongo Bongo. <laughs> yeah. The most ridiculous boss ever. Um. It's it's these giant hands and a creature that you can't see. You can just see his hands unless you use the lens of truth. And you're on what is a giant drum. And he's constantly yep. beating it. Um, but uh, it's actually a pretty easy boss fight. You just gotta stun both his hands by shooting it with an arrow. And then he comes straight forward at you. Shoot him in the eye with an arrow. He falls down. Run up to him and slash him. Wrench repeat. Pretty easy for me. Yeah, I I didn't think it was too hard, although at this point I was pretty low on life. Mm. So I actually spent a lot of time right before you go into the, kind of the last section before the boss door. There was a couple of hearts that I desperately wanted because I was nearly dead. And I could not figure out how to get the second set of hearts. So there was one where, all right, you need to use the, what, Song of Time? And it and it brings a block in so I could hop up to a second block and get a heart. Right. But there were two hearts that were further away that apparently you need to pull in the Scarecrow. So you can long shot over to that, but no matter what I did, I couldn't get that to work at all. Even so, with the guide, even knowing exactly what I had to do, it just, for some reason, Scarecrow never came. Hmm. I don't know. And this was coming right after, well, not long after, that kind of my least favorite part of this level, which was where there, you have to use the boots and you have to position yourself in front of a fan. So that you're sprinting sideways off the ledge and the fan's blowing you so that you have enough momentum to get over the bigger gap. Yep. That 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 sucked. <laughs> so uh, there is one other thing I want to mention about this dungeon. Uh, right there where the, the ship was, the pirate ship. Yeah. Um, th there was a block that you had to pull to get to the ladder that allowed you to get on the ship. But... Um, I heard whenever I started pulling the ladder, there's a, there's a, like a opening that you can climb up on. And I heard a, one of those gold scatullas or whatever. Yep. I was like, let me get that thing. I got it. And I was like, well, where does this lead? So I kept climbing and I climbed all the way up, realized, oh, it just takes me back to the original room. So I was like, all right, let me climb back down, climb back down. The block was back in its original spot. Yep, that literally happened to me exactly the same way, 100% the same way. And I was like, what? 
the hell just happened? Yep. I I left the room, reset the room, and now I can't get out of the room. Yep. So now I had to go back all the way through this friggin' dungeon again. It also killed me because as I was stuck pondering how to get back down through the block, which obviously you can't, you can see that there's some things on the outside of the bars, and I, I, I never was able to get that. I don't know if it was a chest or if it was some hearts. It was something that I wanted that I couldn't get uh, because, well, maybe I could have jumped off the ship and gotten it, but I don't know. That that whole part, I was like, I thought I was doing what they wanted me to do, but then since it won't let me back through, I guess this wasn't the intent. I guess they wanted you to recirculate through half the level? I don't think so. I just think that the game's limitations was we can't leave. You have to get, I think you had to push that block all the way to the end to where the ladder uh, was and it would stay there. But didn't you need, didn't you need it to get up into that room? I can't remember. I thought you needed to climb up on it in order to get in that room. So you, I didn't think yeah. it was possible to move it fully out of the way. You You may have, I can't remember. Yeah, I I was like, I feel like I just did something wrong. The game's telling me you screwed up. <laughs> so the um, after beating Bongo Bongo, uh, we then have to go to the desert. The last thing I wanted to say on Bongo Bongo, yes, he was not that hard, but because I was almost dead, I was very, very thankful that I went and found some pink fairies because I had to use two fairies on that boss fight. Wow, really? Yeah, one of them like immediately when I started, and then, yeah, and then and then I had him almost dead, and I had to use the second fairy. So, I, I, I then definitely made that a part of everything I've done so far. Every time I get done with a big section or dungeon or temple, I go reacquire fairies. Yes. So, Matt, don't be afraid to die if you have a fairy in your inventory. Yeah, that's. That's what I did. I don't worry. I was not afraid. I died boldly. Okay, I, I didn't I know did, if you like, were like I didn't use it or something. Okay, right? I thought yeah, I thought you pulled it out of the bottle and and let it heal you. Which no, you, you, I you can do, but just keep it on yeah. your person and it, it heals you automatically. Yeah, I, I finally ditched though the the last thing I was doing. I think that there's one more bottle you can get. Something to do with the the Poe ghost spirits that appear on in Hyrule in the fields. Right. Uh, when you kill them, you can trap them in a bottle, and I think you could do something with those somehow to get another bottle. You can sell them to a vendor that is in the castle town. How many do you need to sell? I don't know. Because I've been carrying one around with me since I became Adult Link, and... After this fight, when I realized how important the fairies were, I said, I'm no, I'm no longer carrying this ghost spirit, so I just let it out, dissipate into the world, and uh, used that. So all, all three of my bottles have pink fairies in them now. There you go. Well, you're ready. I can't imagine much I can carry that's going to be much more valuable than the pink fairies. I mean, it, it, I, I have put health potions in them. You know, if I just, like, if I'm low... I'll just top it off with with that kind milk. of thing. But not not the milk, the health potions. Yeah. Um 
and I bought I brought a mana potion in with me too when I can't in my second attempt at the dungeon. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so next we got to go to the 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 desert, the land of the. I've always called them the Gerudos. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I call them too. That's what I've always called them. I, I don't know if it's, I'm pronouncing it wrong, but um, yeah. So there's, <laughs> I had forgotten about this. Um, there's a lot you got to do before you get to the spirit temple. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny when when you messaged me and said that you were at the spirit temple. I was like, yeah, I'm on my way there as well. But what I meant is, I I just finished the last temple, and I I thought I was on my way there. I didn't realize that there was you know this whole village and fortress to get through. Yep. So, uh, the first thing we got to do is make it through the desert. Um, well, no, no, that's after, that's after the thieves, uh, fortress. Um, you got to make across the bridge, which we can easily do now with the long shot. Um, and in doing so, we run into this fortress that is ran by the Gerudos, which is a, all female race. They capture us and lock us up in a cell, but for some reason don't take any of our items from us. Yeah, I thought that was strange too. Yep. Not very good at locking people up. No. Although, and that seems to be all they've done is lock up people. I mean, that's the whole reason we're here is to free up, free locked up people. Yep. So, uh, we, um, escape using the long shot. And uh, they have patrols running around. If you get spotted, much like the uh, castle guards, they'll throw you back in jail. So the good yeah, thing is, <laughs> the, the good thing is, is that we can actually attack these people. So, Pretty weak as well. Yeah, you shoot them once with an arrow, and they're knocked out. Um, but the the thing we have to do is, is we have to rescue the uh, carpenters. Uh, four carpenters have been locked up, and we have to go rescue them. We go talk to them in their jail cell when we find them, and then a Gerudo assassin shows up, and we have to fight them. So, if the assassin does this little spinny move and hits you with it, you get knocked out and you get thrown back in jail. Um, so, I started cheesing these fights... By pulling out my hook shot, shooting them with the hook shot and freezing them, slashing them, shooting with the hook shot, fr freeze them, slash them. They couldn't do anything as long as I was doing that. Yeah, that was what I got to the first. The first one, I didn't pull out my hook shot and I just slashed and took a lot of damage. Yeah. Right. Lost you know, a little over 50 percent of my hearts. Uh, then, I, then I realized I could hookshot them to stun them, which worked for kind of like the second and third one. But it, it seems like they got harder throughout the four, because I felt like the last one was doing a lot more jumping, and I could never, I couldn't move the cursor fast enough to get a bead on them. So I actually took a lot more damage than the last one trying to use that same strategy and you know they kept jumping over me and slashing me from behind yeah so 
the issue I had was, because I ended up having to do this, I was in this area way too long, I feel like. Yeah, me too. When you beat these assassins, they run away. But what I didn't see the first time I beat an assassin was that they dropped a key. Ah. Uh, so I beat it. Yeah. It ran away. I was <laughs> like, okay, so I guess I just keep going and fight it again. Um, but when I beat the second one, I noticed they dropped a key. I was like, oh. So I had to run back, go back to the first uh, cell, fight it again, get the key, unlock the uh the carpenter, let him go, and then... Wait, you had to fight it again? Yeah, I had to fight it again. The key was not there once I left that room. Oh, that's crazy, because I... I, You know, I was caught so many times, and I... At least when you're caught, it doesn't reset those enemies. Which was key, because I'm not sure I ever would have made it out of here if I had to fight all four, like, every single time. I guess it wouldn't have been awful, but however many I missed or skipped. So I fought five of these people. Because I had five. to go, Yeah, I had to go back. Oh, because... Yeah. And the other thing it took me forever in this area, I couldn't find the fourth person. I couldn't yep. find the fourth I couldn't find cell. the fourth one at all. I also was really happy to see that in the in the room next to the cell where you fight the second one, there were some pots, and those pots always had hearts. Yeah. That was kind of critical. But uh, after beating the fourth one, uh, the assassin says, Well, you've proved yourself. We'll, uh, we'll give you a pass to let you run around this, uh, this little fortress of ours. More like we're sick of you beating us up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And so we saved all the carpenters, and now we can progress further through the desert. Uh, the desert's got a couple of tricks up its sleeve, so it's a lot like the Lost Forest, where you have to follow uh, certain areas. Otherwise, you'll get lost and end up back at the beginning. Uh, and then halfway through, you have to follow a ghost that shows you the way to the Desert Colossus. And, um, yeah. Wasn't too terribly difficult. Yeah, no, it wasn't too hard. The only thing that I, I wish I had done and I guess could still go back and do is there was one thing I found in the desert where it was like somebody squatting on a magic carpet Yeah. over, over a Sarlacc pit. Yeah, that, that's a vendor. Okay, I never never went out to that person. I was like, I don't know what kind of treasures they're going to have, but uh, I'm going to get back to my, my mission. <laughs> so we make it to the Desert Colossus, which is essentially the Shadow, t- or not Shadow, but the Spirit Temple. Um, uh, when we go inside, uh, there is a giant block that we can't move and there is a little hole that we can't fit through there is a uh, sign inside the dungeon that tells us uh, in order to proceed you have to have the heart of a young person 
So we get the idea. Oh, I have to come back here as a child. Here's the problem. How can Young Link make it here without, you know, because he doesn't have the ability, can't make it across that bridge without the hook shot. He can't use the hook shot because he doesn't have it. Well, just so happens while we're leaving this temple, we run back into Sheik. And Sheik teaches us the final song. Uh, and that song allows us to warp directly to the dungeon itself. So now we have to go back to the Temple of Time, switch back to Young Link, warp back to the, the Spirit Temple, and then do half of the dungeon as Young Link, return back as Adult Link, and do the <laughs> other half of it. The Spirit Temple, I think, I, I think the Spirit Temple is my favorite temple. The Spirit Temple is a classic Zelda dungeon, I feel like. In, in, in what way? Because you, because the thing that I felt about it was, I'm like, all right, this feels like a, a very, mature dungeon in that they are confident enough to assume that I know what I need to do to get through it. Right. So I, I've got all these different new pieces of gear throughout the game. And now they're like, it's not just going to be used the one. We're going to start folding in more of the other, uh, the other components. Exactly. That's, that's to me, that's like the classic Zelda dungeon is, they basically, you know what to do. You have all the items to do it. You just have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of little rooms that are like specific, like puzzle rooms. Yes, that's 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 the biggest thing, and I, I think that's the reason why I love this dungeon so much. I also love the mechanic of using light. Yeah, me too. As light. soon as I saw the. You know, the reflections, I'm like, oh man, it's been a while since I had a good light reflection puzzle. Yeah. So, Young Link, uh, returning back to the, the Spirit Temple, runs into a Gerudo thief who is trying to get these uh, magic gauntlets that allow them to have super strength. Uh, she can't fit through the uh, little hole, so she asks Link to go there and get the gauntlets for her. Um, she's she's one of the few Gerudos who are against Ganondorf. So the legend is is that uh, the Gerudos is a race of females and every so often there is a male that is born and uh, the male is supposed to be the leader of the Gerudos. Well, I can't remember, what is her name? It starts with an N, right? Uh, it's, it's not, it's not Nairu, is it? It's something, yeah, well, either way, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so she, she's, she's definitely against Ganondorf. N Naburu. Naburu. 
Snipuria. Um, and so she commissions Link to go get the gauntlets for her. It's a lot of faith that he's not just going to take them for himself. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking I was going to do. Well, as soon as I got him, I was just going to warp back to the <laughs> warp back and change to adult link and say, "All right, let's get leave this, it there waiting." Yeah, let's get this dungeon over with. But uh, yeah, you go through pretty much half of this dungeon as young Link, and then return as adult Link. Now that you have the item, but there's two items in this dungeon. Not only do you have to get the the gauntlets, you have to get the mirror shield, which I think is one of the coolest. Uh, items in the game. Yep. So uh, I wish you did a little bit. Well, I guess there's still still more game to play, but I, I wish you did a little bit more with it. Yeah. Or got it earlier so that you had more time to use it. Or maybe there's things earlier in the game that I missed that I couldn't do that I now can do with the shield. So there is. Here's the thing that you don't. You're probably not aware of. Is that the Shadow Temple and the Spirit Temple can be can be taken on anytime. Mm. So after the Water Temple, you can basically choose where to go. Yep. The game yeah, kind of you need the the long shot, right? Yeah. So the game kind of points you toward the Shadow Temple first, but you can totally do the Spirit Temple first if you want to. Um, but yeah, so the only thing I can think of to talk about in this dungeon is the monsters known as the Anubis, which yeah. are the monsters that shoot fire at you, but they also copy where you move and you have to lead them to a ring of fire that burns them and kills them. But there's another way of beating them. Yeah, I was gonna say that all sounds cool. I didn't do that at all. I didn't. I don't know a thing about them because I just walked into the room and used my fire magic. Yep, you can use Den's and they fire. Died instantly. Yeah, and they die instantly, which kind of ruins the the uh, the whole allure of the the puzzle of fighting this monster. Yeah, or, I was gonna say, oh, are, are they cool? I, I don't know. Or as adult Link. You can pull out your bow and arrow and use fire arrows and kill them instantly. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I thought was cool is just being in a late dungeon with young Link and like how big the, the skeleton monsters are because we fought so many of them in, in the last temple. Well, I did because I kept dying and having to fight the same one over and over again. Uh, but now they just look huge. <laughs> they Also, young Link doesn't do as much damage. Yeah, so it takes a few extra hits. Mm-hmm. So um, the 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 other thing that I need to bring up with the Spirit Temple is the mini bosses. There's three mini bosses in this game or in this this uh, dungeon. They are these large guys in plated armor. Talk about some intense fighting I had to do here. <laughs> yeah, tons of backflips, bunch of pokes. Poke them, backflip, poke them. Um, yeah, yeah I mostly tried to stay behind them and just slash and roll out of the way whenever, you know, whenever you could see an attack coming. And I thought this would have been a much harder fight, except that there are so many hearts every time he like knocks down a column. Yeah, 
So I was like, oh, I can be a little more aggressive here because there's like eight columns and I think all of them but one had hearts in it. One of them, I think, just had like three coins. Yeah. Rupees. But uh, you have to fight one of them as Young Link, which takes a lot longer because Young Link doesn't do as much damage. And then when you come back as uh, Adult Link with the gauntlets, you now do a little bit more damage to them. But, um... Yeah, I like the little puzzle rooms. Like, there was the one right before the end. Because that, you know, fighting him as a mid-boss is like the last thing you do in, as Young Link, right? Yeah. Basically. There was a room right before that, one or two rooms before that, where you had to do, like, three simple puzzles in order to get out. You like, had to go in and collect all the silver rupees. Then... Then you had to move the blocks. Maybe it was just two things. You had to move the blocks because there was the one that has the the face of the sun. You had to move that into the sun. Oh, and then you also had to light. Uh, you just had to light the the three torches. Yeah. But I just, for some reason, it just struck me as, oh, most rooms it's do a thing and get out. This is do three different things sequentially to get out. Yeah. I was like, ah, it seems like they're building up whatever the last temple is, it's probably going to have a lot more of this type of room, I thought. But I guess we'll see. But yeah. Um, have another... So this one is like coming back to this large room that has like this giant statue on it. Um, and once Link gets a hold of the mirror shield, he can now reflect light, which then can be used to open up multiple uh things. The first thing is it opens up doors with the sun uh, I guess switch I guess is what you'd call it. Yeah. Um, and then you come back to the main room where it has that giant statue. You reflect the light into its face and it melts its face off. Uh, and then you can move on to the, the boss. Uh, the boss of this dungeon is um is it Twin Nova? Yeah. It's these two twin witches. Um, twin, twin Rova? Is it Twin Rova? Yeah. I don't really know what that means, but Twin Rova? Yeah. And But uh, these two witches um, uh, have another one of those big suited armored guys attack us. When we beat it, it's revealed that um, it's actually uh, the Drudo thief. What's her name again? Naburu? Naburu. So the, when we got the gauntlets, uh, when we were going to take them back to uh, her, she gets captured by these witches and apparently has been enslaved and brainwashed by them for the past seven years. Yeah, didn't remember anything, right? Yeah. Uh, and while she was attacking us, we, we basically snapped her out of that. And um, oh, That's what she says anyway. Yeah. And uh, we then have to move on to the next room where we have our official boss fight of the dungeon. We have to fight these two witches. One witch uses fire magic while one witch uses ice magic. And... 
this fight is all about using that mirror shield. Yep. So the first part is they're separate flying around and one of them will shoot fire or ice at you. And what you're supposed to do is, is use the mirror shield to reflect that beam of magic energy into the opposite witch. So use the fire to hit the ice witch, use the ice to hit the fire witch. Doing this a few times, they then combine together to create one person that uses both magics. Now, uh, they're shooting these like shots of fire and ice at us. And, uh, when we, we don't reflect this, we actually store it as power in the shield. Um, but it only launches if we store three of them. Uh, so if you store up a fire blast, you need to get three fire blasts and it will shoot out. If you get a fire blast and a ice blast, it cancels it out and you have to start over. Um, yeah, I, I kind of thought this fight would be a little bit longer because you basically do it three times, right? The first two times, it's they, they just shoot three, you reflect it and hit them. Then they shoot the other three, you reflect it and hit them. And I was like, all right, well, I know what's coming next is alternating. And they do that for the third round, but I, I was expecting something else to happen, like a, a, a target to appear and you need to hit it hit like hit one target with ice one target with fire but uh, i was a little surprised when when it kind of ended after just that third third round yeah the bosses don't get overly complicated in this game Which yeah i, I think I, it's a good I, I thing yeah i think it's a good i think it's a good thing but it's kind of like all right you figured it out now let's move on to something else so, um, it's not a even required like crazy dexterity or anything like that. It's mostly just have you figured out how to beat them or not. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, after hitting them with the blast, we can run over there and stab them a couple times, then retreat back and do it again. After beating these bosses, we get a really dumb cutscene. <laughs> uh, the the witches are now standing in front of us they have halos over their heads yeah and they notice that they're they're dead and after a minute <laughs> yeah after about a minute and they're like oh i'm only 400 years old i'm i'm too young to die and they're bickering between each other basically saying that i'm younger than you it's like we're twins idiot you can't be younger than me and as they float off to, I, I guess, heaven? I don't know why evil witches Somehow, would be yeah. going to heaven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, grab the heart piece, go back to the Chamber of Sages, and we have officially got all the sages. We have now the power of all of them. Captain Planet style. That's right. Ready to go. <laughs> Excuse me. had to sneeze there. But, um, yeah, uh, the, uh, the head sage tells us that we have the power now to face Ganondorf. So, uh, we return back 
to Hyrule and now it's off to the uh the castle. And that's where I saved. Yep, me too. So the next one, thing one dungeon do, left. The next thing we do is Ganondorf's castle. He's taken over uh Hyrule Castle for his own. So uh get ready, Matt. Uh oh. Because I don't think this is a I don't think this is overly difficult. But you mentioned you kinda hinted at it uh not knowing, but you kinda hinted at it um with uh, the spirit temple that they're making you use other items that you've acquired. This dungeon will make you yep. use everything. Uh yeah, it's that there's a nice progression there for sure. But in the other than maybe the the water temple being slightly out of line as far as uh, complexity. I, I say that, but you know, as far as item usage, maybe it's right where it should be. Yeah. You know, it, it's maybe a little more convoluted than some of the others, but it really does seem like the last two have amped up the it, almost the puzzle aspect of it with 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 matching the right item with the right room yeah. or the right part of the room, which is kind of cool. It's you know it. It's like, all right, now classes are over. Now it's time for for the tests. Yep. Yeah, this is definitely uh, definitely the big one. So uh, we do have an email. Comes in from Dustin. Uh, It's titled Power, Wisdom, and Courage. It says, uh, what's up? How did you boys do? So we have a choice which dungeon to conquer next. I went with the Shadow Temple, and I realized I don't remember much about this temple at all, except the boss, and it relies heavily on the Lens of Truth. I actually uh, didn't have much trouble with this dungeon, but found a couple of the puzzles clever. I don't recall the giant ship at at all in the original game, so I need to watch a playthrough of video of it. I didn't have any problems managing magic since I have the full magic bar from visiting the fairy fountain on Death Mountain as an adult. I did go do that as well, just... I did uh, not. I did not. Uh, also, I tap it on and off after I take a quick look. I rarely yeah, have it on for a long amount of time. After finishing that up, I headed to Gerudo Fortress, jammed out with the best song in the game. Only got caught a few times, but made it through fine, and went into the Spirit Temple, which I remember as my favorite dungeon and toughest dungeon when I was a kid, and proved just as tough as an adult in Master Quest mode. I spent a couple of playthroughs on this dungeon since I refused to take a guide, uh, and some uh, of those switches and hidden chests were tough to find. And switching between Adult Link and Young Link takes a while when you're trying to figure out what to do next. But I did conquer it and beat one of my favorite bosses in the game. I played ahead a little bit, so I'm ready for the final boss, but I'll save that for my next email. I also think uh, I'll, nice. I'll rank my favorite Zelda games in my next uh, email since I've played and beat them all except for the CDI games, but those don't count. Dustin. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm really curious to 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 hear that ranking because 
you know, so far this, this has been a, a really positive experience. I think I, I, it's one of those games that I, I wish I had more nostalgia for. And, uh, you know, th- there's other ones like A Link Between Worlds that I could play and not be, you know, 20 years late to it. That's true. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm eager to try out another one pretty quickly just now that I have some semblance of what the formula is and, you know, and how to, uh, how, how to kind of gauge expectations around the dungeons and temples and, you know, how to play Zelda other than Breath of the Wild didn't really feel like this, but maybe I just didn't make it far enough in that game to pick up that rhythm. Breath of the um, Wild is definitely a different type of game. Yeah, yeah, it seemed pretty clearly the way the way it's laid out. It's still, I still say it's a Zelda game, but it is played very differently. Um, and that's that's one. Aside from, yeah, aside from the the Wii one, the the oh gosh, what's it called? Skyward Twilight Sword. Princess? No, Skyward Sword. Uh, aside, aside from Skyward Sword, that's the only Zelda game I've never finished is Breath of the Wild. Um, I'll try and come up with a ranking for mine, too. Um, because uh, that that seems like a very interesting one to talk Are about. Are you including, like, Game Boys? Game Boy ones? Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah. I, are, am I including... Are you asking, am I including Link's Awakening? <laughs> the, because Link's Awakening is, is up there, dude. Or like Oracle of the Ages, or Oracle of Seasons. Oracle of Seasons. Yeah, that's that's another good one. Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. I bought both those games. Uh, played them thoroughly. Um, I uh, also was a pretty big fan of the Minish Cap. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones I didn't get into were the DS ones. Uh, the the spirit tracks and the phantom hourglass um, because of the way they controlled you controlled link with the stylus on the bottom screen and I hated that yeah it's a little strange it's the reason why I hated or I didn't hate but I I never got very far into skyward sword was because I hated the way it controlled stop messing with my Zelda games like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop innovating. I just want what I like. It's not about innovation. There's <laughs> a reason why they don't have motion controls anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I just like it because it was, it was poorly implemented. It was bad. I, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. But, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Um, you know, we can't think, of, can't forget about Link to the Past, which I mean is you know, controversial to say that I prefer Ocarina of Time over Link to the Past. Is that controversial? Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, to to me, those are those are the ones I would always think of as the top two. Those those are the top two, but those are but most people, most people I know will say. Oh, you're crazy if you think Ocarina of Time is better than A Link to the Past. But you also have to ask how old that person is. Yeah, which one did they play first? Yeah, it's just which one they played first, you know. Which I I remember playing A Link to the Past, but once again, I was a kid and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, nine-year-old me 
didn't understand, you know, go to this dungeon. I was like, I'm lost. I don't know what to do here. Kind of uh, I, I wish I could play one of these games at, at nine years old again. I wish I could hit reset on that experience. You know, I've thought that many times with books as well. I'm like, man, I wish I could reread this for the first time. But, you know, there, there's definitely games where I've felt the same way. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's going to be it for us. Uh, final episode coming up next. Uh, and then after that, we're moving on to Yakuza 0. Which I'm also pretty excited for. I am too. I've never played Yakuza 0. I've never played any Yakuza. Oh my god, you are in for a treat. <laughs> you are in for a friggin' treat, man. So that's... Oh man. All right, we'll, I feel like this year makes me feel like I've never played video games, period. Oh, I've never played a Zelda, I've never played Yakuza. So Yakuza is kind of new to the whole game. I mean, yeah. obviously Zelda's friggin' 35 years old at this point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I'll say I'll save my Yakuza gushing for the that episode. Yeah. I was trying to catch up though. I, I a was a lot of Yakuza games in five years. Oh no, kidding! I was I was a I was a Yakuza proprietor before anybody had ever played it. <laughs> I, I I don't want to I don't want to be that hipster guy, but I own I I I still own the PS2 copy of Yakuza. Oh wow! That was all right. We'll, we'll talk about it for a second here. So I've said I've said this a million times on this show. Um, 2004 to 2006, I didn't play video games. Um, because I was mainly focused on college at that time. On top of that, my PlayStation 2 died. Alright, it died, but then it resurrected itself. It just started working one day, and I have no idea why. It wouldn't close the disc tray. And no matter what I did, if I forced it, if I held it, no matter what, it wouldn't read a disc. One day it started working again. Sometime in 2006, I went to a GameStop and uh, I hadn't played games in a couple of years. Like, 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 really legit didn't actually play anything. Yeah, yeah, I was in exactly the same boat, but it was like 01 to 05 or 01 to 04. Yeah, so I noticed there was on the shelf Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. To which I, I asked my friend, I was like, whoa, they came out with a new Metal Gear game? He's like, yeah, it's been out for like a year. I was like, well, <laughs> pff, give me that. And so I picked that up. After completing Metal Gear Solid 3, which got me back into video gaming, the next game I picked up, Yakuza. And I don't know why I picked it up. Saw the cover, said, huh, this looks interesting. Looked on the back, I was like, okay. Looks like uh looks almost like a GTA game. And and other people I had talked to said it's basically GTA if it took place in Japan. I was like, okay. So I played it. They were wrong. Yakuza is not <laughs> GTA. That's kind of my impression. No. Incorrect. Yakuza is not GTA. So my my impression is halfway between GTA and 
Uh, crap. Some other game. The one that we played. Um, that we played for Phoenix now? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, a a beat em up game? Shenmue. Shenmue. Gotcha. So my my in my mind it's halfway between those two. No, that's what I'm expecting. Uh, God, if I if I want to be crazy, <laughs> Yakuza is Zelda with gangsters. <laughs> uh, all right. I- Everything you know, we're playing Zelda now. Everything is Zelda. Okay, no, no, I, I don't, I don't want to say it like that. Um, uh, <laughs> it is a semi-open world, uh, right. um, but it, but you, it's not one of those things where you, you make your own fun by going places and doing things. There, there it's, it's definitely story focused. This the, Yakuza is a story-driven game, hardcore. Um, but there are so many side missions that you can do, and the side missions is where that game shines. Um, because the side missions are absolutely ridiculous. So while you have this stone cold killer, Kazuma Kiryu is the ultimate badass. <laughs> he gets in the most ridiculous situations you'd ever see in your life. Uh, the game is not afraid to make fun of itself. It's not afraid to say, hey, this is a video game. And Kazuma is like one of the most likable characters ever because he's always serious, dead serious. But then next moment, he's doing karaoke. <laughs> and it's it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, the, but the star of Yakuza um, is Majima. Uh, who is kind of like the anti-hero? He's a bad guy sometimes. He's a good guy sometimes. He is he is the Deadpool of of Yakuza. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and the most compelling part of of the original PlayStation Two version of Yakuza was that it was all voice acted in English. The man playing Majima, the crazy guy who could be a good guy or a bad guy. Mark Hamill. Oh, no way. And he hams it up. I mean, hardcore. <laughs> and it is hilarious. And I I was like, this is amazing. This is like, I fell in love with Yakuza. And I told everybody that I met, have you played Yakuza? And nobody has ever heard of this game. And I'm like, please, you need to play Yakuza. And then Yakuza 2 came out, and I said, day one, sucker. Bought it. Yakuza 3, day one. Bought it. I, it it oh, was, wow. like, I, I fell in love with it. I've played Yakuza 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, I, I have never played 5, haven't played 6, and obviously I haven't played Like a Dragon. Which, yeah. from what I understand, you can pick up Like a Dragon and not have to worry about anything that happened in the original Yakuza series. It's a lot of history to throw away, but I, I guess, I guess it makes sense at some point. You need to have somewhere for new people to come on. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a whole different, different character, different time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it, I think it takes place a couple years after six happens. 
So it's it's a different guy. But yeah, that's there you go. There's my history with Yakuza, and I'm sure I'll probably repeat it on the episode where we begin talking about Yakuza Zero. Because I, I, I absolutely love that series, and I hate the fact that I haven't actually beat the series. Have they, I guess, maybe you don't know if you haven't kind of finished the series, but is is that storyline done, and they've moved away from it, or was like a dragon and offshoot, and they'll go back to the core storyline? From what I understand, Yakuza 6, Song of Life, is the ending to Kazuma Kiryu's story. Okay, okay. And Like a Dragon is supposed to be like a new trilogy, essentially. Hmm. I wonder how it did. Do you think it did well enough? I, I think so. Continuation? I, I think so. Um, um, uh, while, while Yakuza has gained popularity in North America uh, and, and even like in Europe and stuff like that, it's still its target audience is, is Japan. Um, Japan eats those games yeah. up. Um, but like it, it's still a niche title. Yakuza is a beat em up game essentially. Um, but you run around doing missions and stuff like that. Um, it's 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 a hard one to explain. I think you'll love it, Matt. I really do. It's 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 totally like a real serious gangster movie, but they throw in tons of video game crap, just like you know, <laughs> just just put people in ridiculous situations. At one point, I can't remember which game it is. At one point, you have a boss fight with a bull. You fight a bull. Okay, yeah, I could. I, I, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, that's how badass Cosmo is. He can like kill a bull. With his bare hands. But punching it? Punching a bull? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he uppercuts the bull. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, this game, this game is ridiculous. Like, it, but the, but the thing is, is like, in the cutscenes and stuff like that, it takes itself so seriously. You know, it's like this, like, you know, multi-level gangster business. And, you know, there's tons of characters... And tons of like, you know, this guy's the boss of this this family, and this guy's the boss of this family, and one of them got executed, and what happened, and who killed him, and you know, and it's like, oh, Cosmo, go find out who killed that guy, and you know, it's like warring factions and stuff like that, and then, then you go sing karaoke at a bar, or you go you go hang out at one of those clubs where you can rent women. Does it stay kind of? Gang related and business related, or do Absolutely. we ever get like a low pen and a six demon bag? No, no, no. Okay. It's it it you you are in the yakuza. Okay. So so later on, Kazuma he opened. So I, I wouldn't say spoilers, but Kazuma, <laughs> the yakuza is is a gang, and they are gangsters, uh, but they are also known as kind of like local protectors. So they they do a lot for their community, from what I understand. Like, this yeah. is like true to the real Yakuza. Like, 
if if they own this territory and somebody tries to mess with that territory, they will fight you to the death about it. So Kazuma takes that aspect and opens up an orphanage. And in one of the games, he's running the orphanage, and much like Michael Corleone, once you think you're out, they pull you back in, and he gets caught back up in the Yakuza. Yeah, and it's it's like it's a whole saga, man. Like it's yeah, it's, it sounds it's crazy. quite dramatic. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm eager. I'm eager to get started and and sink in, knowing that there's a nice meaty, you know, long story to 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 live through. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm excited to see Zero because I know what happens at the beginning of Yakuza One, and I'm like, well, let's see what led up to that. Which I will not spoil because that's probably the ending to Yakuza Zero. Yeah. But anyway, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, I want everybody, everybody listening, give me a final email. Okay? I want a final email telling us how you feel about Ocarina of Time. And if I remember correctly, and I do remember correctly, I did mess up. We had another email. It was in a different. <laughs> it was in a different folder, and I'm an idiot. Uh, this one comes in from Jeremy. It says, uh, "It's fried ocarina," is what he, <laughs> is what, he what the title <laughs> was. It says, uh, "So many memories of this game. I remember getting stuck in the Deku tree until I saw that you had to hit the la- had to hit the ladder with your slingshot. Lots of memories in the Fire Temple." mostly falling into the lava. Easy money spot close to the top of the Death Mountain. Uh, drop into the hole where the cow and the rupees around it. Uh, then hop out and go back in until your wallet's full. I really love the Shadow Temple. Man, that end boss blew my mind back in the day. Thank you for playing through the game. It's been great listening along. So thank you for that email. Sorry I forgot about it. It was, uh, it was in my Phoenix Down folder. And... I hadn't went to my Phoenix Down folder in a couple of days. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I want I want multiple emails. I don't want just Dustin's email. I know Although that's good, too. That's, that's good, too, but I know there's other people listening. I know there's other people listening that's played this game before. Please tell me your thoughts on it. I would love to read it. Yeah, one last hurrah before we get to Yakuza. There you go. The, the year of Yakuza. The year of Yakuza. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But that's it for us. We're out of here. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we'll be back. Next week, with the continuation and the conclusion to Game 100, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time.